This is Soccer Pilgrim, the podcast dedicated to soccer and travel, where each stadium is shrine and its fans delay people. For the traveler, it is another culture to explore. Welcome to the Soccer Pilgrim podcast with Jason Kim. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Soccer Pilgrim. I'm your host, Jason Kim. And today's final episode of season three on, you know, traveling on this more travel aspect of the season uh, I'll be going to Vancouver. Some of you, many of you might be thinking, Vancouver, why Vancouver? Really? Like, you might be thinking, I thought this is a soccer pilgrim. I want to go to footballing hotspots around the world. And you're right to think that. But traveling is not just about going to popular spots, but going to places that resonate with you that you find interesting. It's funny that I say that because Vancouver is not a low key spot. It's perhaps one if not the most visited city in Canada other than Toronto Vancouver is probably the most visited international city in the world you know everyone everyone loves Vancouver I've never yet to meet someone who was disappointed with Vancouver other than that, that it rains all the time and stuff and that's very expensive and, and you know yada 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 yet Vancouver may not have the same nightlife as Montreal or might not have the same energy as Toronto but what those two what Montreal and Toronto as Laurentian cities don't have is the Rockies. What Vancouver has is the Rockies. And once you've seen the Rockies from downtown Vancouver, different story. But I say this because it's also just as a city compared to other Canadian cities, it's very unique. It's very different. The geography really influences how the city, how the people of the city carry themselves in a way. Everyone's very laid back in Vancouver. That's the one thing I like. It's essentially British Columbia is Canada's California and Vancouver is are LA but if LA was in Portland like it's kind of like that but anyway so the one soccer team that Vancouver does have is the Vancouver Whitecaps and they've been around since the 70s yeah they're kind of an old school team they've been around since the 70s and their rivalry with other Cascadian teams such as Portland Timbers and Seattle Sounders those three Cascadian clubs with the Whitecaps makes adds another dynamic to MLS which I find interesting and that's one of me that's one reason why I want to talk about Vancouver because it's the only West Coast Canadian city in MLS. So why not show them a little bit of love? Everyone knows about Toronto and maybe less people know about Montreal, but within Canada, everyone always talks about Toronto and Montreal and also Vancouver. Not enough is is spoken about Calgary, but we'll get to that at one point at some point. But also, my experience with playing with soccer players from Vancouver, in particular Korean Vancouverites, has been always 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 exceptional like the korean people that i've played soccer with that come from vancouver have always been some of the best players i've played with alongside like they're just they're impressive and i think there's something happening in vancouver that maybe it's not happening in montreal i don't know but anyway let's get into the to the white caps so as i said vancouver white caps formed in the 70s they play at bc play stadium which is in downtown vancouver and they could hold up to 22,000 people but the thing about BC Place for the Whitecaps is that they cut the stadium in two, the upper tier and the lower tier. The lower tier is only 22,000. Upper tier alone is probably like another 20,000. So that stadium, I think, holds between 40 to 60,000 people. And that was the home of the 2010 Vancouver Winter Olympics. That's where the opening ceremony was held. That's, uh, I think that's where the hockey games were held. I, I could be wrong, but I know that's where the opening ceremony was held for sure. All this to say, it's a nice stadium. It's like, you know, it's a nice big stadium. Average ticket price to Whitecaps is similar to a Montreal game. is about $37. Public transit to get to the stadium 
you have to get off, uh, you have to take the SkyTrain, and you have to get off the Stadium Chinatown Station or the Yale Town Roundhouse Station. Also, another thing about BC Place, what makes it interesting is, it was also the venue for the 2015 Women's World Cup Final, with an attendance of 53,000 people. 53,000 people, pretty much, I, I assume that's almost maybe 80% to 90% capacity. If not, that was a sold-out crowd. But the fact that 53,000 people showed up for the 2015 Women's World Cup Final, it shows a lot how much Canada does care about soccer. And I guess it just comes down to performance of who and who's playing or how well they're playing. I guess Canadian fans, when it comes to soccer, we're still a little fickle, you know. But we're getting there. But I also say this because the women's game has surpassed the men's game in Canada for years, if not decades. And I remember before Montreal had an MLS team, I always wanted to support a Canadian team. And for me, it was only between Toronto and Vancouver. But the thing about Toronto is, it's as a Montrealer, you're always very reluctant to support any Toronto franchise. And that's just, that's just what it is. Vancouver made a little more sense to me. A lot more Koreans out there. And then they had a Korean player playing in Vancouver, Lee Young-pyo. But that was after when Montreal made a franchise. But at that time, I was considering what MLS Canadian team I should support. And then I heard news that Montreal was making a team. So I was like, all right, I'll just wait till Montreal comes into MLS. And the first ever Montreal Impact's first ever MLS game was an away game versus Vancouver. And I just happened to be in Vancouver at that time for a conference. And I was with a few friends of ours like uh, that I went to the conference with. I think we're like maybe five, six, seven, eight guys. And we, I told him that there's a Vancouver game happening to, uh, today. Is anyone down to go watch it? And we thought, you know, we're Montreal, is Vancouver, and the Impact are playing the Vancouver Whitecaps. And later, that same night, that same day, the Montreal Canadiens are playing the Vancouver Canucks in Vancouver as well. So we thought, okay, so today is just a full-on Montreal sporting day. So we went to BC Place. We found a scalper who sold us tickets, I think, 50 bucks a pop. Now I think back at it, we definitely got ripped off. Maybe we definitely got ripped off for at least like five to ten bucks. But anyway, we got it fifty bucks. Get into the stadium. We had this huge Quebec flag. We're sitting in the corner and everyone's staring at us. Everyone's like, oh my god, these guys are for real. I'm the only soccer fan. All my other friends are not really soccer fans. They're just there for the good time and for the, you know, for the fun of it. We get to the stadium, we're sitting in a corner, and we're watching Montreal play. People are already kind of like making comments about us and just like, you know, talking shit. But it was funny because it was like, it was all banter. And Montreal started losing. And we lost 3-0 that game. Montreal lost to Vancouver 3-0. And I remember a guy behind us in the back, he was like, he was heckling us, chirping us. But I, it was like not, I couldn't take him seriously because he was saying like, how about you go back to Montreal, eat your fucking bagels, eh? And I was thinking, I was like, I would really love to have a bagel back home right now. So yeah, I would do that. And second, he was like, <laughs> he said something again it was there was always food with this guy it's like how are you going to take your fucking poutine and shove it and i'm like i look back at him and i was like you're still gonna eat that poutine and he he started laughing because he had every right to jump me at that point but he just started laughing and people i think that's how people started uh people didn't take us too seriously because we we're just there to have a good time and like we have a huge quebec flag like how why would you take us seriously right but it was just um, it was a unique experience because first that was the first time I felt targeted as a soccer fan, and there was no like we weren't sitting with the Impact fans, and let alone there was only like a small contingent of Impact fans in one corner. But but that was about it. And I remember just sitting there watching this uh, MLS game, thinking, 
wow, uh, Montreal's entering the big leagues when it comes to soccer. Like, Montreal's actually in a legitimate league, and this is pr- something exciting. I, I, I was just glad to be a part of that experience, of that... Um, of Montreal's first away game, but also just be a part of Canadian soccer history where now I think back in hindsight, that game was important because now that marked a, gr- a significant growth of soccer within Canada now. And then now with the CPL, the Canadian Premier League, soccer has almost no other choice but to grow in this country. So I'm just excited. And I'm happy to be, to have at least experienced, a hist- I guess, a historical moment. For a lot of people, this might not mean anything. It might be insignificant, small. But for me as a soccer fan who cares a lot about soccer in Canada, to me, that was a historical moment where the the furthest East Coast team is playing the team on the furthest West Coast. I mean, Montreal is not the furthest East Coast city, but in terms of MLS, it is. So it was a, it's a big deal. It's a big chapter in Canadian soccer history. So I was happy to see that. But also at the same time, it also made me realize how much resentment that other that people from other provinces have towards Quebec. In that game, there was, I mean, people were chirping and most part it was just all banter for fun and nothing too serious. But the guy who made that bagel and poutine comment, like he was chirping all game. And I could tell in his voice that he kind of didn't like us. And because we're from Quebec, but I think because we were being nice about it, he perhaps came around but I could tell he was just like doesn't like people from Quebec and I always wondered I was like but why you've never you've most likely never met a Quebecois you've never been to Quebec we're on the other side of the country do you find us annoying like the rest of America finds Florida annoying sure yes fine that's acceptable but you know to hate us just because we come from a province like come on man we're, we're just here to have a good time but it is what it is and that's what people that's how people are at sports games you just have to accept that and what was really funny was that the Southsiders, the Vancouver Whitecaps supporters, the Ultras, they had this huge banner saying, Je me souviens, je me souviens. And I, so me and my friends sitting there were like, Je me souviens, like, are those Montreal supporters? And I was looking, I was like, nah, there's too much English in those banners. I don't think those are Montreal supporters. And one of the locals sitting next to us says, oh, I think they're referencing a time when the Whitecaps beat you guys, the, beat Montreal in some cup game. And Vancouver beat, yeah, Vancouver beat Montreal in some cup game. And so they're making reference to that. And I was thinking, I was like, but that was like 10, 20 years ago. Like, come on, man. Like, let's move on. <laughs> but anyway, it was just, you know, it was funny. So the game ends 3-0. We walk out the stadium in shame. My friend, I don't remember if he wore the Quebec flag on the way out when we walked out of the stadium or he quickly folded it and put it in his bag. <laughs> but I just remember walking out and we all just sort of looked at each other and said, kind of a waste of 50 bucks to watch Montreal lose, but it was a fun experience. And then later that night, we went to a bar and we went to go watch the Canadians play the Canucks. And Montreal Canadians beat the Canucks, I think, 5-1. And we were being obnoxious and crazy in this bar. And all the people in the bar were just really not happy with us, except for like two guys who were Canadians fans. They were like local Vancouverites who turned out to be the Canadians fan. And I think he came up, bought us a beer. And we were just, you know, hanging out with that guy. And at the end of the game, we walk out the bar. And there's dudes in the f- outside the bar, right at the front door, smoking cigarette. And he just made a passing comment. As we were walking past him, he made a comment towards us, something like, I, I forget what effect he said. He he probably called us like fucking like dickheads or some shit like that. But like really seriously, he was like, he's like, yo, you fucking Quebecois douchebags or some shit like that. And obviously, my fr- we didn't like get super confrontational because we're we're kind of just all a little bit of nerds. And one of my friends who was like a bigger guy just looked at him and said. I'm not the sore loser who can't take a 5-1 defeat. Or he said something to that effect. And I remember just saying, like, what did you just do? And the guy was really fucking pissed. And I think he wanted to attack my friend. 
And then, but that didn't happen because another guy just kind of pulled him back. And it came to my friend Matt, who made the comment and said, you know, just just keep walking, keep walking. He's upset. And also his girlfriend broke up with him tonight. So he's just not having, he's just had the biggest L that night, it seems. But that was our first night in Vancouver. And I thought, oh, shit, they really don't like Quebecers out here. But it was, it was great. And for those who've never been to Vancouver, uh, warning, it's expensive. But Asian food there is fantastic. That's something that must be said. Asian food's fantastic. And also, if you can rent a car, you don't even need to rent a car. Public transit could probably take you there. But if you do have a car, Whistler is like an hour and a half. You know, uh, If you want to go to Banff, that's an eight-hour drive. But it will be the most scenic eight-hour drive you'll have from Vancouver to Banff. Incredibly scenic because you're driving through the mountains. And that's another reason why I want to talk about Vancouver because... It's just nature. It's beautiful. It's it's one of those cities that... It, it looks like one of those cities that you would make in a in a city simulation game, you know, like like I have in many times. And it's, you know, it's beautiful. But I want to tie back to this episode with the people who I've met who come from Vancouver. Not just soccer players, just general Vancouverites that I've met. And a lot of them... I'm not even just talking about Asian people from Vancouver. I'm also including, you know, white people, black people, whoever who who's come from Vancouver. And all those people who I've, who I've met are very outgoing, are pretty outgoing, open-minded, pretty open people, easygoing. They're fun, fun to talk to, fun to hang out with. They're always down to go for a nice hike. You know, it's it's Vancouverites are operate at a good vibe. That's for sure. Maybe it's the weed they smoke. Maybe because they smoke really good weed. That's probably why. But Last I went, I found talking to locals really easy in Vancouver. But also another thing I found kind of unique is that a lot of Australians, there's a lot, a lot of Australians in Vancouver. And in Calgary, surprisingly, a lot of British people. And then, you know, whereas in Montreal, you get a lot of people from France. So I, I, I saw this weird, like, European connection, I suppose, or white people connection. But it was just, it was a thing that I heard a lot of Australians in, uh, or I've met a lot of Australians in Vancouver. So how does this tie to soccer? <laughs> I want to bring it back to Korean soccer players. I've only played the only Vancouverites I played soccer with were Koreans, and I have to say that I just feel like they operate at a different technical level. In my experience, Montreal players, there's a wide variety of different styles. You know, there's some guys who like to play a little more techy, a little more technical side. A lot of other people like to be a little more tricky and you know do a lot of tricks and shit. Other people are like just just pure athleticism power you know that british premier league style of just intensity my experience of playing uh, soccer in quebec has mostly been of that old school premier league style of just like intensity like not so much on a technique but just being the most physically dominant player on the field like for example i don't want to mean dominant like physically dominant i don't mean like the big like an adama triore kind of player not like some guy who is like like not some hulk figure i when i mean physically dominant i mean i guess i mean more athletic you know, the, the soccer I grew up playing here was mostly been the wingers, either you cut in or you cross, mainly for the cross, but also counterattack, play defensively, then you break out. And when you don't have ball possession, press the other players. It's, it's I get, like I said, old school Premier League style. But most of the, I learned a lot from soccer players that came out of Vancouver because they taught me some technical abilities that I never considered or perhaps didn't even know. Like small things, like really small things. Like there's only... Th- there's only three or four Vancouver players I played with from like Korean Vancouverites, and they were all center mids. And they've all taught me. They've all shown me how you're supposed to play with a center mid, as opposed to how to play as a winger, how to play as a center mid. So how to, 
rely on them a lot more than relying on my legs, you know, to trust that they will give me that pass but they also trust me to make that run for them like i remember this one game one one of the one of my friends his name is david he told me he was like keep making those runs man keep making those runs he was like i will find you like don't worry about me just look for those runs look for those empty passes and i will look for you and then the second half i was doing that he was pinging me all these balls that not all of them met the target but that didn't that wasn't the point we were creating chances and that's the one thing i liked was don't worry about the missed pass. Don't worry about the missed opportunity. Just worry about the next opportunity you'll get to score that goal or to find out opportunity to score a goal. And it's it's taught me a lot. It's taught me to be patient. It's taught me to know when to run, know when to make the runs, know when to cut in. But above all, to trust your teammates behind you. Trust them that they will make that they will play that ball in for you. And so for me as a forward and a winger, like that's all I ask really. It also it gave me appreciation of playing center mid because I would always watch them play center mid and I was always very I was always interested like one guy played more defensive midfield the other guy played more box to box another guy played more of a number ten it's kind of true what they say is that when you could tell when people think two three steps ahead that's sort of what I saw with these guys they were thinking steps ahead they had a standard that that it wasn't it wasn't to be an asshole to be like I don't want to play with you if you don't play on my level I mean everyone carries a bit of that but it was more of a if you really want to win, we need to start working together as a team and start operating at the same level. And right now, let's say if his level is higher than mine, I want to get to his level. I don't see it as an embarrassing thing. I see it as a motivational thing, you know. Granted, I'm only basing all of Vancouver soccer scene with four guys that I played with. And they've all played similar positions. I don't think it would be fair to say that all Vancouverites are like that. Nor would it be fair that I say that I represent how every single Montrealer plays. I've met a lot of soccer players in Montreal who are far better than I am. That's just a fact. I just love to play. That's that's the one thing. That's a, that's the main thing. That's the main reason why I love playing soccer is because I love the game and I love to win. But whether I'm at AAA, AA, I, I don't care. I just want to have fun, you know. So this episode of Vancouver is kind of short because I'm only talking about one club. Uh, whereas the other cities, I'm talking about three, four, five different clubs within that one city. But Vancouver, I decided to, you know, choose this one because, you know, we always, when we think about soccer, we always think about Europe and South America. You know, this uh, this season, I went to London, Madrid, and Buenos Aires for, you know, to talk about soccer. And there's a lot of other cities out there that do soccer very well. Like, people don't realize that Texas has perhaps some of the best soccer programs in North America. And in, and for the women's game, North Carolina and Portland or or uh, or Washington State, or even just the Northwest, the American Northwest in general. For the women's game, though, those spots are really good. I think that's where most of the best Canadian women's players they went to universities in in the states. They went to those areas. Don't ask me what I forget, but and like I said earlier, I I at least I will always want to talk about Canada at some point. If it's not Montreal, I, I should talk about Toronto or Vancouver and Calgary and Edmonton or wherever. You know, despite Vancouver not playing well in the MLS, that always, that doesn't always represent how good the city soccer scene is. It, like, there's a lot of cities in the states that might have that aren't even soccer cities, but their teams or franchises might be doing way better than Vancouver. But that doesn't always represent how good a soccer scene is in a particular city based on the performance of the professional team. Sometimes they don't make those distinctions or those connections overtly. But I notice that people tend to make those connections somewhat subtly or passively without realizing. For a long time, people never took Montreal soccer seriously. But I always told people that there is really good players and a really good scene happening. And I, my, my intention is to do that for almost every Canadian city, to discover whatever soccer scene is out there and talk about it and share it. 
and say that this is worth exploring. Granted, it won't be the same level as going to a pickup game in like Paris. Like, of course, that's not going to be the same thing. But every culture's got to start somewhere, and everyone develops at a different rate. But all this to say, Vancouver is a beautiful city. Whitecaps may not be playing well, but I know they'll get their shit together soon enough. And I always tell every Canadian who has never been to Vancouver, go visit. It's beautiful. It's nice.、Uh, maybe not a week in Vancouver. You don't really need a week to stay there, but it's worth checking out. Beautiful city. And this is coming from someone who loves Montreal to death. I love the city to death, but Vancouver is, Vancouver is beautiful. It's incredible. You gotta love it. Oh yeah, before I go, there's one thing that I do remember, and it's, I think there's a Fat Burger not far from BC Place Stadium. For those who don't know, Fat Burger is like a California chain, a、uh, burger chain. I think it's California based, and it's. Oh, it was so good. It's. I don't think it's.、Uh, I loved it. I remember having the burger there, and I remember being really good, and only being about five ten minute walk from the stadium. And I think there might even be a Costco, not far from that stadium. And I was even debating if I should get a Costco hot dog and eat it outside the stadium, then go in.、Mm, that's something to consider in the future. Man. Anyway, so this was another episode with me, your host Jason Kim. And like I said, like I said every episode, please don't forget to share and subscribe this podcast. Definitely share it on whatever social media platform you're on. It'll help me a lot. I'll be very grateful if you've done that. If you do do that, and once again, thank you for your support. Thank you for listening. My name is Jason Kim, and this is Soccer Pilgrim. Thank you.